This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic podcast number 702, September 27th, 2021. 88 degrees was the record high on this day. That happened in 1987. And in 1991 on this day, the year of the Halloween blizzard, it was 29 degrees. Hmm. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. All of us have been uh, noodling the same question. How, how, how did that train derail in the middle of Montana? It's bizarre. I don't know that, that if that's germane to the puzzle. Uh, I suppose it could have derailed in uh, Minneapolis. I, I don't know what causes derailments. Unless the, what, the track is buckled? Or? But it wouldn't have been going at the same rate of speed, would it, in a wide open spot of Montana as opposed to the city? No, but everyone, uh, the way it's getting covered is, you know, how could a train derail in the middle of nowhere? Well, I'm, I'm wondering if the middle, what the middle of nowhere has to do with it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand any of it. Uh, well, because I remember the one uh, that was just a year or two ago, uh, he took the corner too fast because he wasn't paying attention. You ever see a map of Montana? It's pretty flat. There ain't no corners. No, it's going straight. It's going straight across the state. There were 141 <laughs> passengers, 16 crew, including some people from the Twin Cities, uh, aboard two locomotives and 10 cars. Eight of those cars derailed with several tipped over. Well, what, what do we have for fatalities? Because I, I thought I read. Okay, yeah. Three. Three. Yeah. And there's a press conference today out in Montana where the uh, investigators uh, either will tell us why it derailed or, or say they're not ready to tell us why it derailed. When I saw the video footage this morning, I was shocked that there was only three people that, it, that didn't make it. I, I, I could become a, a big, big fan of rail travel. Uh, but, you know, no, no, you wouldn't. No. But they stop too often. Yeah, no, you would not like being trapped in that railroad car. I know you. It would drive you crazy. You're a bad waiter. Talk to Royce about that. Remember a few years ago he took oh, yeah, the uh, Empire right. Builder to Chicago? Took I've about the, two days. I've done the same thing, and uh, it's, yeah. His yeah. tweet was the best when he was stuck. Were they stuck in Milwaukee, Kenny? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was before that, actually. And he, and he uh he tweeted a selfie out and said, I am still on the bleeping train. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't terribly happy. No. This area of Montana um, is kind of, sort of, in the same area that the uh, train robbery that Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid pulled off, mm-hmm. their, their last one. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of Was cool. their last one in Montana? Yeah. It was actually east of where this was, and all of this happened east of Glacier, north of Great Falls. Mm-hmm. The uh, 
The story I was so fascinated with Friday, and I, I couldn't get you fellas to join me, was the discovery of the ancient footprints oh, in yeah. New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And uh, that just went in, that went to hell almost immediately because right. because Rookie was here. Correct. And he didn't stay on track. And the next thing you know, I, I, I lost my train of thought. But there's something I didn't catch in that story. The, the gist of it was that at White Sands National Park in New Mexico, footprints have been found. And through carbon dating, scientists have discovered that humans were, were in North America way before they thought so, mm -hmm. way before they thought so, 23,000 years ago. Well, you get to the end of this story, uh, it's, I'll read you the last three paragraphs. In other words, the people who left the footprints walked around White Sands about 10,000 years before the Clovis people. The youngest footprints, the researchers estimated, dated to about 21,130 years ago. That meant that people lived or regularly visited the lake for about 2,000 years. It was a lake on this site. Uh, the uh, investigators uh, have more investigations planned at White Sands. They want to learn about the behavior of the people who left their footprints there. Okay, but now here's the puzzling part. This is the last paragraph of the story. They must work quickly. The erosion that has revealed the footprints will erase them from the landscape in a matter of months or years. Hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, well, Something yeah. ain't right. right. You mean to tell me they're 23,000 years old, but you fear they're going to disappear uh, any month or year now. Why don't, you, why don't you just excavate them in order to save them? That's a good idea. Don't let them erode away. Why don't you cut a big box around each foot and haul the earth out? And there you have them. Put them in a... Put them in a science lab or a museum. There you have them. You're preserving them forever. <coughs> Seems easy, huh? Excuse me. Super simple. Super simple. Easy. Well, I, I don't know why. They've been Get there 23,000 the years, and now they're worried they're going to go away. Get them on the phone. I'll bet you they haven't thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> I misspoke, by the way, uh, on Friday when you brought this up. I'll, I was, I'll say you did. I was curious. Yeah. what We're used to that, Chris. I know. Because uh, I, I wanted to know where White Sands was because back in March, I attempted to visit the Four Corners Monument mm -hmm. where all the four states, and it was closed because of COVID, right. because it's on an Indian reservation. And uh, this is called Navajo Nation Monument. I, I, I pronounced, or I mis misspoke on Friday when I was trying to figure out what it was. Well, the footprints are in White Sands Park. Way south of this, yeah. Yeah. Because this realize, is north, it's up by Colorado. You realize that Viking Stadium was uh, sold out for the first time since December of 2019? Super spreader. Yeah. Since December of 2019. Well, right. We didn't We're have... coming up on two years where that place has not had any people in it. Well, it had except some. Except yesterday. It had some, yeah. but it was mostly just family and whatnot. Right. But yeah, right. it'll be a super spreader, no doubt. We'll have another one on Sunday, another super spreader. We have yet to hear that the fair was a super spreader. I don't think it was. Well, then why should the Vikings game? Well, that's technically indoors. Don't they have the door open on a day like yesterday? Yeah, they did. I think yesterday they had the they had the gates open. The gates were open. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm yet to be in that new building. Really? Yeah, I, I just I, I'm I, I experienced no urgency whatsoever about being in there. You know, for a billion and a half, it can get you a nice ballpark. Oh, I'm sure it's <laughs> lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, remember uh, a frequent. Uh, Contributor Downing sent us a bit of Americana last week when he was enjoying watching a manure spreader. Manure. Manure. Yeah, manure, right. Manure. 
And he writes, today, while I did genuinely enjoy the manure spreader sighting I reported Friday, I was having a little fun with it. Fun, by the way, is what my dad called manure. I'm going to go out and spread some fun, he'd say, before taking a load out to the field. I don't know where he came up with that term, but when I think of it now, it really reflected, reflected my dad's outlook on life. No matter how blippy the job, he stayed positive about it. Today, I'm writing to report that the Americana sightings just got better and better over the weekend. And we need some good news, don't we? Yes, we do. The farther uh, we got from the nation's tallest buildings. In out-of-the-way Potosi, Wisconsin, we were flagged down by some people who had spotted our Minnesota plates as we drove into town and had assumed we must be relatives coming for a funeral. They said, sorry for our mistake. We said, sorry for your loss, and all was fine. We exchanged friendly waves again as we spotted them along the street on our way out of town. Over in Schulzburg, we found ourselves staring at the car in a Sitco parking lot, pondering the strange noise that had suddenly developed. A perfect stranger spot us, spotted us and quickly hit the pavement, stuck his head underneath the car, and extracted a small branch that had somehow gotten stuck out of sight by the rear wheel and had been playing the bottom of the passenger compartment like brushes on a snare drum. But oh. the best America, Americana sighting came in Galena, Illinois. I've been to Galena, Illinois. It was our first visit to the historic river town, well known as a popular tourist destination. Still, I was a bit surprised the traffic was backed up going into downtown at 3 o'clock on the last Friday in September. But as it turned out, we were about to become enveloped in a wave of Americana. We noticed teenage boys in high school football jerseys walking along the road, and when we got downtown, nice. we found ourselves awash in a sea of blue and white Galena Pirates jerseys. It wasn't tourists clogging the streets. It was locals. Tonight was to be their homecoming game. The parade started at 4 p.m., and what a parade it was. It included all the essentials. There was a fire truck, police, the high school band, and, of course, the veterans were out front with the color guard. Very cool. In addition to the high school football players, other sports were also represented in the parade. Yes, girls, too, as well as elementary and junior high kids. Even the teachers were marching as a parade unit. There were floats representing the senior and junior classes, floats which actually took some work to build. But there were only a couple of students on each of the floats. Why? Because most of them were elsewhere in the parade, marching in the band or representing their sport. Having small-town roots ourselves, we wondered about the size of the school. I asked another parade watcher, and he didn't know. So he did what any one of us would do. He turned to his wife and asked her. She reported 64 kids in their daughter's class this year. We said we had attended small-town small town schools, and we were impressed with the turnout. She asked where we were from and then told us that her hometown was Buffalo, Minnesota. As the parade wrapped up, students, parents, and community members gathered in the City Hall parking lot for hot dogs, anticipating the night's game. Now, ain't that Americana? That's really great. Is. It really is. Have you ever been to Galena? Uh, I don't believe I have. It's an ancient river town, and not much has changed, which is why it's such a tourist magnet. Hmm. The buildings are still from the pretty much the 19th century. Cool. And it's uh, How it, big of a town is it? I'm not that big. I don't know the population, but uh, uh, and the and the high school is way at the top of a hill, and there used to be uh, just steps to get there. And if a kid was living below the hill, he had a hell of a oh, march. Boy. It was like the Rocky. Oh man, jog. he had a hell of a march to get up there, and uh, it was neat. I only knew it because uh, uh, where were we? Oh, in Dubuque, Iowa, there was a British car show. I was down there okay. for that. And then okay. one of the, then one of the days I was going to ask you, yeah. Joe, where in relation to a Dubuque is it? Directly North? across the river. Oh. Let me just zoom and in. And a bit south. 
Yeah. And a bit so. You yeah. know, you mentioned uh, homecoming high school football game. I, I have a mild complaint. I was at uh, our high school homecoming, Faribault. We, we took down the this Red year? Wing Wingers just uh, last Friday. Yeah. I, I'm against homecoming oh. in September. I'm very much against that. Why is it all so early? Because the Gophers had theirs on Saturday, too, in which I was also in attendance. But my point is, homecoming's supposed to be in October. I thought so. You know, when it's a little more crisp. Yeah. We're enjoying a beautiful spate of warm weather, aren't we? Do you want to hear more about the Falcon football game? No. It is uh, the home of Ulysses S. Grant. Yep. Yeah, there's uh, there's some really neat sites in town. Uh, dedicated to him, where he lived, and that sort of thing. Cool. There's Chris, some beautiful old homes there. For a million dollars, who is that? Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant. Grant. He's on, what bill is he on? Is he on the hundo? Well, he was a president, wasn't yeah, he's, he? Yeah, former president. Yeah. But is he on the hundo? Come I, on now. I don't know. I should I, know that. I don't have one on me anymore. <laughs> I don't carry anything less than a fifth. No. Ulysses, who is on? Joe, I heard about EcoFund and Bentelli e-bikes on the GL podcast. I made the trip to Forest Lake from Crosby, Minnesota. Damn it, it's been free. Before I knew what happened, I was on my way home with two Bentelli B1 e-bikes, one for the missus and one for me. Couldn't Good have, score. Couldn't yeah. have had a better buying experience. Later that evening, I received a phone call from Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFund. He informed me that he was looking through the daily receipts and had discovered that he hadn't given me the hadn't given me the extra ten percent GL discount and was going to do so. Wow, what a great guy and a great company. P.S. His employee David even suggested that I tell the wife that the bikes were an anniversary gift because our anniversary is October fifteenth, which I thought was brilliant. Two bikes, two birds, one stone. That's what happens at EcoFund Motorsports on Highway 61 in uh, downtown Forest Lake. And right now, he has got extra e-bikes in stock because he had a reverse supply chain problem. (laughs) And he's selling those at deep discounts. Uh, That offer is good through September 30, which is what, this Thursday? Yes, this Um, Thursday. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's EcoFund Motorsports, Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Ulysses S. Grant, by the way, on the $50 bill. on the 50? Yeah, it's on the 50. Hey, Garage Logic would like to welcome Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services to the podcast. Andy and his crew at Kahuna take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing. Window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing. They will even put up, take down, and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood, Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran-owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Throughout the entire month of September, they have a great special on soft washing just for GLers. If you look under your eaves on the north side of your house you'll probably see some gray dirt it's actually algae it can grow anywhere siding patio patio furniture deck and even on your roof the proper way to clean this is usually not with water pressure kahuna's soft wash method uses low pressure water with a mixture of algicide to kill the algae so it stays clean longer and doesn't damage your house right now for glers only pricing for house washing packages start at just 299 dollars this special will only run through the month of september head to to kahunawindowcleaning.com to schedule a washing. Make sure that you ask for the GL special. kahunawindowcleaning.com You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. So, I don't know if I should go public with this or not, but there's a rumor floating around that Maple Grove Lock and Safe might be having an open house sale the end of next week 
at the new location, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And uh, they're on the web also, maplegrovelocketsafe.com. Now, along with American Security Safes, Rich, the owner, he's uh, selling that world-famous safe, the Liberty Safe. Uh, He's been at it for over 30 years, offering residential and commercial lock and safe and security services. His goal, your satisfaction, he does that with just the best service around, quality products, great prices on top of that. Now, here's something you don't hear or see every day. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, it's the rare joint that actually offers lock and safe repair. When have you heard of that? So if it's broke, you got to bring it into the store, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, see if Rich can help you out. Hop on that website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com, and stay tuned to GL for news of a rumored open house next week, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. The Pioneer Press Sunday edition. Uh, yesterday had an interesting story on what the schools of the future will look like. Oh, boy. And it, it features an architect named Vaughn Dierks. Uh, he's a partner and CEO of Wold Architects and Engineers in St. Paul. He's working on, they're working on five high schools with a total project value of $516 million. Wow. The projects in White Bear Lake, Oakdale, St. Paul, Mora, and Owatonna give a glimpse of how education settings are evolving. Schools in the future, he said, will change furniture, technology, and even the walls to fit the needs of individual students. He sees high schools moving towards gender-neutral locker rooms. Oh, my God. Fewer personal lockers, COVID-related adaptations in synthetic turf on, a, on, a, on athletic fields. The White Bear Lake Project will demolish 60% of the existing school, then expand to merge two campuses into a 3,200-capacity school. Uh, 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 I I, I haven't been able to hear anything you've said after the first one. What did you say about locker rooms? Gender neutral, Kenny. We can can cut to the chase there. Uh, What does that mean? Well... Boys, girls, and gender gender neutral? In some new schools, there are no girls' and boys' bathrooms. Transgender students have experienced bullying in shared spaces, and schools responded with gender-free bathrooms and locker rooms. Dirk's company designs private bathrooms for any gender to use. There are no more expensive, they are no more expensive than traditional bathrooms, said Dirk's, because the same number of students are served either way. Only the con- configuration varies. Locker rooms are evolving in a different way. In addition to the boys' and girls' locker rooms, Wold builds a third locker room for anyone to use called community locker rooms. These are like the family locker rooms at health clubs, Dirk said. An iconic sound of high school. Uh, you can foghorn iconic. Yep, I'm on An it. iconic sound of high school. The slamming of a locker door is fading away. We found out that in the metro area, only 15 to 20 percent of students use their lockers, said uh, Dirks. He said students today uh, leave stuff in their backpacks or cars. They have fewer books because material is online. Interest is, is surging in alternatives. Some high schools want lockers in varying sizes, small, medium, or large. Others have lockers for one-day use, similar to the temporary storage lockers in malls or airports. So there you, there you have it. The, uh, the schools are going to be uh, pretty much, it sounds like, uh, what they're redesigning is just the concept of locker use and bathrooms yeah i'm still unclear on that what so single use bathrooms so we all get our own bathroom that'd be awesome i'm very jealous about that i don't think you're gonna get 3200 bathrooms at the new white bear school i i think that the bathrooms 
are just going to be able to be used by anybody. So it's going to be like a Van Halen concert. There's going to be one at a time. <laughs> women, women in the guys can and yeah. using the sink and the whole deal. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and uh, grass is gone. They like can, synthetic fields. Can you go back to the very beginning of the sure. story? The figure I'd like to break down. Yeah. You you, you said five high schools, correct? They're uh, there's, they're working on five high school projects with a total at a cost of five hundred and what? Five hundred and sixteen million. So, check it out now. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me mm-hmm. a new high school these days we got to pay hundred mil? That's insanity. Mm-hmm. We we can't. It's aff- good for this architect. Oh sure. <laughs> Betty's a buddy. Of, I'm, I'm not going to. The go White there. Bear Lake project will demolish sixty percent of the existing school. Well, okay. They obviously this is above our pay grade. We don't understand that. All we know is we have to pay for it. Yeah. Right. And. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you about the bathrooms. I, I'm getting kind of worn out by the uh, the whole bathroom me too. dilemma. It sounds to me like what he said, <clears throat> that they're going to have private bathrooms. So it'll say bathroom. And that's then, what I want. Single yeah. use. Then yeah. you yeah. knock on the door. If nobody's in there, That's then it's yours for the moment. There you go. That's how I yeah. think it must be. Uh, or a moment or two. Yeah. 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 I'm not done with the sports page yet. <laughs> This will be like my first job out in public as a teenager, post-high school, Fleet Farm, Fergus Falls, where um, right before lunch, I would go to the, about 30 minutes before lunch break, I'd go to the single-use male uh, bathroom and lock the door and just, just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> just well, just not doing anything. Don't not, know if not, I can endorse that. Just, just hanging yeah. out. Yeah. And then you come out of the bathroom just in time to punch out and go to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> he had a system. Uh, I was not not a good employee in the real world. No, how many just, how many GLers do you think had jobs where you literally punched in and out? I did. Oh, everybody oh, has yeah, had I one. Did. But does that happen clunk, today? Clunk. Still, I suppose. I know a lot of places um, that use the, uh, the the what do you call it the thumbprint or fingerprint uh, to punch in and out because what happens on uh, from time to time, and I know this having managed at a place where you know a lot of high school kids are working. Hey, clock me in, will you? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 15 minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Ellison wrote an op-ed in the uh, Star Tribune. Yes, he did. He, he's a uh, he's a yes vote on the Charter Amendment to redefine I'm public shocked. safety. Shocked face. But the Star Tribune editorialized uh, vote no on City Question Two, which was uh, I, I was heartened by that. The main reason to vote, we're all in agreement, and Ellison alluded to this, that police in some form will still be present, but not in the numbers needed given the horrible behavior of young people in the Twin Cities or the closer you get to the tallest buildings. It's just uh, uh, many shootings over the weekend. Chicago, 46 shootings over the weekend, six dead. Uh, it's just a... Uh, it, well, we've, we've talked about this till we're blue in the face. Getting rid of a police department is absolute folly, uh, and I don't trust any of the people who wish to bring that about. Yeah, yeah. and w- one of the reasons for this rampant crime um, spree in, down in Minneapolis is due to the lack of police officers. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's emboldened. Aren't we supposed to be in the 800s, like 888 or something, mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. down around 580 or mm-hmm. something? Mm-hmm. 
Something like that. I'm just throwing numbers out there, but I know it's a few hundred. Joe, um, it's funny you bring this up right now because this was posted at 11.56. So what is that, about 20 minutes ago? Yeah. Alex Jokic, uh, our friend from 5 Eyewitness News, just tweeted the following. On the scene of a death investigation at an apartment complex in Bloomington. Mm -hmm. Bloomington PD is quoted as saying this is very unusual and extremely disturbing. They confirm a body was found in a dumpster this morning. 911 call reported seeing a man bringing a body toward the dumpster this morning. This is going on further from the country's tallest building. I can't. So. Uh, th there are days when I just can't stand the news. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much every day. They got this guy, though. There was a bit of a chase. But oh, they, they did. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah, you. They, but most, they of the news, most of the news has as a theme, well, not. There are many, are many tributaries of. Uh, directions in news and it's one of the main themes of news though is is capturing what can only be described as the complete lack of respect for life yes people dying in strange ways and spontaneously and controversially and for seemingly no reasons and it's just it's all over the world and it, joe it trickles down to just the complete lack of respect for other people I, I, I was mentioning that I was at a high school football game on Friday. I couldn't believe what I was seeing out of behavior from some kids. The entitlement mean? is off the charts. They don't respect space. They don't respect other other people. They just and it's it's not just you know that city or this city. It it's everywhere. I see it with my kids. You know, youth teams where they they, they bark back at parents. I just I can't believe the behavior I see from from kids. And then they grow up having no respect for other people as adults. And then they go into politics. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The Gumption County deputy wrote, he wrote this this morning, Joe, in yesterday's Star Tribune paper, there was an op-ed piece regarding the Minneapolis Police Charter Amendment. Thankfully, even the strip was against the amendment. In the piece, there was a mention about Mayor Fry and Chief Arredondo uh, banning Minneapolis police officers from taking warrior training. The editorial said warrior training is a fear-based technique that conditions officers to treat all encounters as dangerous threats and to prioritize their own safety over that of civilians. That assessment could not be more wrong. Between September 20 and September 24 last week, the following six incidents occurred. One, a Houston narcotics officer was shot and killed serving a warrant at a home. Two, a Colorado police officer was shot multiple times as he approached a car that was reportedly involved in a drive-by shooting. Three, an officer in Ohio was shot in the head as he was dealing with a person suspected of passing counterfeit bills. Four, a Washington, D.C. officer was shot and killed. The, price, the precise circumstances regarding this shooting are unknown. An aside on this case, this officer was a black female with four kids and one grandchild. Where is BLM for her? Why no sign carrying crowds or public outrage demanding people say her name? Her name was Angela Washington. Number five, a Nassau County, Florida deputy was shot in the head making a traffic stop and is not expected to survive. Good Lord. Number six, two Orlando cops saw three young men, ages 17, 19, and 22, walking down the street with guns on their bikes. When the cops stopped to talk to them, the three suspects started shooting at the cops before Jeez. the officers could get out of their squad. Luckily, neither of the cops was hit by gunfire. 
Policing is not a game. The politicians can talk all they want about violence interrupters, less than lethal force option, and verbal de-escalation techniques. In the real world, where all these incidents happen, not one of these pie-in-the-sky ideas would have resulted in a different outcome. In fact, their use most likely would have resulted in more injury and death. What is commonly referred to as warrior training is simply officer safety training. The purpose of the training is to make you more aware of things that could go wrong when you are dealing with one or more people. The training also addresses indicators. The person or persons you are dealing with may be exhibiting that suggests an attack is imminent. Lastly, if things go bad and you are assaulted from being punched to being shot, the training makes you aware of the fact that no no matter how badly you may be hurt, You can keep going and you will survive. The point of the training is not to make you a warrior, but a survivor. Well, let me pause there. There's trouble with that name. If, in fact, it's called officially warrior training, you can see where that ruffles feathers. Mm -hmm. Why not call it survivor training? The key word is survive. Each and every police officer has the right to go home safely to their loved ones every day because you wear a badge does does not mean you forfeit your right to protect yourself. There is nothing in any statute or law enforcement oath that requires a police officer to passively submit when being attacked. If a civilian is attacking a cop, why should the cop prioritize the safety of that individual over his or her own safety? The idea a cop should let anyone beat or kill them is absurd. One of the best quotes I ever read and think of often is, wherever I go, peace follows. While most cops are likely familiar with this exact quotation, In my experience, that's how the overwhelming majority of them conduct themselves on a daily basis. Keep pushing back. Signed, the Gumption County Deputy. All right. He's written us wise counsel on previous occasions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a nice piece. Um, And back to the behavior part, too, Joe. Did you, you, was it Mara Gottfried, I think, had a piece um, about the fight that happened in St. Paul on West 7th yesterday? Okay. Uh, Sitting on the patio. Uh, two couples were sitting there. I, th- I can't remember. I think it was St. Paul Tap. Is that on West 7th? I'm unfamiliar with the name. Anyway, uh, fight breaks out, gunshots. It's just over an argument on a patio at dinner time, at 8 o'clock. You know, what What are we? What are we becoming? What What gets you down about the news on a daily basis is I'm tired of reading about some woman who threatens to shoot a Chipotle clerk because her sandwich wasn't ready on time. Or that they had made her what, wear a are mask. Are you kidding me? Right, exactly. Samer theory, maybe? I think that plays into it. Oh, I was telling you before the game that I had to calm two guys down mm-hmm. from beating the hell out of each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are we? Just chill out, people. Mm-hmm. Smells countryside? That'll relax you. Oh, they're great cars. Mm-hmm. Volkswagens, Fiats, Alfa Romeos. You Schmelz. tailed me on the way in. I saw your Fiat. Mm-hmm. Schmelz countryside in Maplewood on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Been there forever. Multi-generational family ownership. Great vehicles. I've owned them all and will continue to. Great service. Zero percent right now for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles except the ID4. Zero percent for 72 months on Fiat models and zero percent for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. If you have not checked out Alfa Romeos, for example, you're talking some panache. You're talking a history. Bleep that word. Oh, yeah. Fiat, same thing. Volkswagen, same thing. (laughs) Uh, you can find inventory, too, and that's getting harder to find in this great country. Uh, go to SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. 
Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout to you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. One, two, three, four. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. Here we go. Your red dress, my baby. Honey, put on them dancing shoes. Oh. On your red dress, my baby Honey, put on them dancing shoes Going downtown, baby, now We won't listen to the blues Speaking of downtown, um, downtown GL, Garage Logic, it's actually okay to work on your car in the parking lot of the Krabby Coffee Shop or uh, down the, like I saw this morning, a guy dumping a a uh, healthy gul- a gulp of seafoam right directly into the carburetor of his 25-year-old F-150 right in front of the Knack Hardware Store, a few steps uh, down the street from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Uh, he had the hood up. He was dribbling it right into the carb. Good for what ails her is what he said when <laughs> I strolled by. Uh, good indeed. It clears up the carbon, the gunk, improves your mileage, keeps it out of the shop. But, and I didn't say anything, but a little preventive maintenance seat foam from time to time in the tank would help tremendously so you don't have to panic and feed it directly into the car but you know what you be you cooter do whatever you want uh and thankfully it's available the world over and in both the crabby coffee shop and the knack hardware a tremendous product in a world of bad gas seafoam i want to read you just a few paragraphs of something kenny alerted me to from the american spectator arctic ice coverage is up substantially The news does not fit the media's narrative. Scientists at the National Snow and Ice Data Center announced last Wednesday that the Arctic ice sheet extends 25% further than it did last summer, with 1.82 million square miles of ice at its annual low. Arctic ice coverage reaches its low in mid to late September following the melting season. This year's post-melting ice sheet is 40% larger than the record low, which was set in 2012. Scientists maintain that the northerly polar ice cap continues on a downward melting trend. Upon news of the greater ice coverage, scientists noted that weather patterns fluctuate and pointed to a zone of colder-than-usual air pressure over the Beaufort Sea. Well... (laughs) Yeah, because that's what weather does. It, it fluctuates. Uh, climate, so this is global cooling, then. Climate fluctuates. Uh, scientists have tracked ice coverage in the Arctic since only 1979, and uh, 
inconveniently enough for you uh, hysterians, uh, there's more ice now than there has been for quite some time, which is uh, terribly inconvenient to the narrative, isn't it? And for all you true yeah. believers uh, <clears throat> who think that the U.S. is the evil culprit behind what you believe to be man-made climate change, have you checked out that, that uh, China can't build coal-powered power plants fast enough? I know. They can't build them fast enough. <laughs> Everything we do in the United States and Europe is being negated by China. Right. <laughs> Just completely, it's a draw. <laughs> well, no, we're, we're not even treading water. They, they can't throw up a coal-powered power plant fast enough. Oh, you're reminding me of something that I well, saw. Well, they work the pretty well, Joe. <laughs> yes, they do. I, I was noting that Ellen is it no it's Elon. Uh, Elon Musk reassured Tesla's commitment to China in a virtual speech at the World Internet Conference that's hosted by the Cyberspace Administration of China. Musk said the automaker will continue to expand its investments in the country. It's the second time this month Musk was highly complimentary of the nation that's imperative to his electric vehicle company saying it's a yep. global leader in digitalization. He, he, yeah. he, Musk, Musk's comments came in a re, pre-recorded question-and-answer style stream at the World Internet Conference hosted by the Cyberspace Administration of China. Uh, Elon, he, he says, my frank observation is that China spends a lot of resources and efforts applying the latest, latest digital technologies in different industries, including the automobile industry, making China a global leader in digitalization, Musk said. Tesla will continue to expand our investment and research and development efforts in China. Well, boo. <laughs> boo. I'm booing. Tesla has been trying to improve its reputation in China after a slew of negative press. The company has faced regulatory scrutiny around his privacy in a handful of recalls in China. Beijing had reportedly restricted or banned the use of Tesla's electric vehicles by some state and military personnel. Uh, at Tesla, we're glad to see the uh, number of laws and regulations that have been released to strengthen data management, Musk said. Okay. Uh, Tesla has set up a data center in China to localize all data generated from our business here, including production, sales, service, and charging. Uh, okay. They broke ground on a major Shanghai factory in 2019. Why do you suppose that is? Incredibly low labor rates. Right, right. 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 Forced well, labor. Interestingly enough, I, I saw that on the same morning this morning that I got a, a an email from Jackie, uh, who writes frequently. She's from up north. And I don't know. I, I have no reason to believe she's making any of what she wrote up. I, I just can't. Uh, verify it, but it's fabulous information. She said, reality check. This is the elephant in the room with electric vehicles. Our residential infrastructure cannot bear the load. A home charging system for a Tesla requires 75 amp service. The average house is equipped with 100 amp service. On our small street, approximately 25 homes, the electrical infrastructure would be unable to carry more than three houses with a single Tesla each. In case you were thinking of buying a hybrid or an electric car, ever since the advent of electric cars, the real cost per mile of those things has never been discussed. All you ever heard was the miles per gallon in terms of gasoline with nearly a mention of the cost of electricity to run it. Yeah. At a neighborhood barbecue, I was talking to a neighbor, a BC hydro executive. I don't know what that means. British Columbia? 
I asked him uh, how that renewable thing was going. He laughed and then got serious. If you really intend to adopt electric vehicles, he pointed out, you have to face certain realities. For example, a home charging system for a Tesla requires 75-amp service. The average house is equipped with 100-amp service. Uh, for even for even half the homes who have electric vehicles, the system would be wildly overloaded. Our residential infrastructure cannot bear the load. So as our genius elected officials promote this nonsense, not only are we being urged to buy these things and replace our reliable, cheap generating systems with expensive new windmills and solar cells, but we will also have to renovate our entire delivery system. Mm-hmm. This later investment will not be revealed until we're so far down the dead-end road that it will, will, it will be presented with an oops and a shrug. If you want to argue with a green person over cars that are eco-friendly, just read the following. Uh, Eric, I don't know who Eric is. Maybe that she's related to Eric. Eric test drove the Chevy Volt at the invitation of General Motors, and he writes, for four days in a row, the fully charged battery lasted only 25 miles before the Volt switched to the reserve gasoline engine. Eric calculated the car got 30 miles per gallon, including the 25 miles it ran on the battery. So the range, including the 9-gallon gas tank and the 16-kilowatt battery, is approximately 270 miles. It will take you four and a half hours to drive 270 miles at 60 miles an hour. Then add 10 hours to charge the battery, <coughs> Excuse me, and you have a total trip time of 14 and a half hours. In a typical road trip, your average speed, including the charging time, would be 20 miles per hour. She whiz. According to General Motors, the Volt battery holds 16 kWh, is kilowatt, right? Yes. Of electricity. It takes a full 10 hours to charge a drain battery. The cost for the electricity to charge the Volt is never mentioned. So I looked up what I pay for electricity. I pay approximately, it varies with amount used in the seasons, $1.16 per kilowatt. 16 kilowatts times $1.16 per kilowatt equals $18.56 to charge the battery. $18.56 per charge divided by 25 times equals 0.74 per mile to operate the volt using the battery. Compare this to a similar size car with a gasoline engine that gets on, that gets 32 miles per gallon. $3.19 per gallon divided by 32 miles per gallon is 10 cents a mile. The gasoline power car costs about 25 grand, while the Volt costs 46,000 plus. So the government wants us to pay twice as much for the car that costs more than seven times as much to run and takes three times longer to drive across the country. They're driving us back in the Stone Age with this pro- progressive attitude. Of then she knows, they don't wake up it. North America. There's a great yeah. Uh, yeah. viral photo that surfaced, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, where it has a gas-powered van towing a diesel generator, charging an electric car, and the caption reads, the future is stupid. Yep. Yeah, that was Top Gear. They did that a few years ago. Oh, Same it was thing. Top Gear, okay. No, no I, that might not be Top Gear, but that's what they did in order to build um, a, a vehicle like that. They had to have a generator going. You know, upgrading your service from 100 amp to 200 amp, that's not just the matter of throwing in some new breakers and, you know, a few switches thrown here and there. That's, that's a matter of digging in new lines. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts out at the pole, and you have to dig in two lines. So now you're going to go from 100 amp to 200 amp. That means you have two heavy cables, one cable per 100 amp, coming into your place. And if you do that, you may as well throw in three or four, because this is just going to skyrocket. We should also be, you know, we should have some sympathy for Elon. He's going through a tough time. 
He's yeah, getting he's, separated from what's her name, Grimes or whatever her whatever. name is. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. follow the celebrity uh, hookups. In fact, I was just looking at it. I didn't know this. This was his third wife. Grimes was his previous wife, Talula Riley. They were married in 2010, divorced in 2012. Then they got remarried in 2013. Then divorced again in 2016. Hmm. So, well, Such, I have. Uh, I think it's 100 amp in my home, 200 in my shop. I just uh, I just wrote a check to the, uh, uh, it's called REA Runestone Electric Association mm-hmm. for one month of service mm-hmm. over three hundred dollars. Really? Can you imagine throwing on ten hours per day of charging mm-hmm. at seventy five amps a car? Oh my God! I'd be paying a thousand a month. I uh, I'd begrudge no one their ownership of a of a Tesla. I personally have no interest no, in them. No, that, that's not our point. Our right, point right. is, don't make us. Right. You know, it's like the mask. Don't make us. Mm-hmm. Well, it hasn't reached the point yet where they're going to make us, but they will if they continue their assault on just something as simple as no but more new filling stations. They're they're make exactly exactly, and that's part of what they're doing. Offering incentives like we read last week for people that upgrade that uh, the power plants that change to solar mm-hmm. or wind you know they're they're taking the end around and they're not actually forcing us but they're not giving us a whole lot of options and that's that's basically what government has become with everything mm-hmm. it's it's no longer about what you want to choose to do it's here's what you must do yeah mm-hmm. here's instead of here's your options Here's your option. <laughs> yeah, option. Right, exactly. Speaking of that, have you guys noticed, and maybe we've discussed this before, especially when you get to the rural part, and I don't know if that's the case up by you, Kenny, but the explosion of solar panels on farms in this yeah, state? I've seen it. I, yeah. I witnessed it in the last 10 years on I-94 between, oh, let's say, Clearwater and uh, Alexandria. They're everywhere yeah. on both sides of the freeway. Yeah. I would say this about electric cars. Go for it if all our other problems were solved. Which they're not. I, I don't place this as an urgent problem in America, whether no, you're driving no. a gasoline car or an electric car. We have urgent problems. Like crime. Well, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a market and a reason for these things, and I, I hate to do this to you, Such, but you'd be a perfect electric car guy. No, I would Where wouldn't. do you go? No, where well, do you go? Oh, yeah, for, I have no driving needs. Right. Yeah. yeah that, from it, that standpoint, it would suit you yes. perfectly. Yeah. It'd take you three days to burn down a battery. I or, drove you know, that a, Volkswagen ID4 and I enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's a technological marvel, but I got to look at an engine. Yeah. So do I. I got to I got to open a hood, <laughs> and stare at something. My mom for a while had a, uh, a hybrid Toyota minivan. She couldn't stand it because she couldn't hear and feel it running. Right. <laughs> so uh, I retweeted something this morning. Well, wait a second. Oh, oh, Reavers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, oh no, it wasn't you. I was riding with somebody whose vehicle shut off at every light. I guess it wasn't you, though. No. I apologize. That's I don't okay. Know who it was. Despite, uh, despite my uh, absence of driving needs, though, According to Jackie's statistics, it would still cost me more per mile to own the electric car than a gas car. But they don't right. they don't think about practicality. It's this is about agenda driven politics. Mm-hmm. We must get rid and of then, fossil fuels. 
what if you're tight-fisted and you run that thing up to 400,000 miles and it comes time to replace the battery? It's going to be like replacing the battery on your screw gun. Mm -hmm. You know how you've run down your DeWalt battery and you go to the store to buy another one and one single battery costs more than a brand new kit including the screw gun and two fresh batteries. So now, so what do we do with all these batteries? Just pitch them into the landfill? <laughs> you know, what the hell? And, and, and if you're opposed to mining, then you... You must not own an iPhone, then. Your, 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 your default position is you should be against this, these things. Nickel, lead, et cetera, et cetera. Cadmium. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, and you're sending 12-year-old kids into mines in Africa so you can uh, save the earth. I, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy yeah. it. So uh, They make sense oh, for some people, but those people, they should do what Jackie did. Figure out what your electricity costs. Break it down. And then figure out if it's a, a value. I have no idea. I can't do math. I don't, I won't, I'm not allowed to. You I'm barely read to. that email. Uh, I correctly. could hardly get through that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, I was going to mention this. I started following this guy named Leondis Johnson. He's a, a writer and a talk show host, uh, excuse me, po- podcast host. I'm going to check out his podcast too, but he's really smart. And he broke this down. First of all, he identifies as leave slash me slash alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, how, that's his pronoun. But he said, uh, this is on a national scale. There were 5,000 more murders in 2020 than there were in 2019. That's an increase of 30%. The defund the police movement was a roaring success. Great job, guys. Just for perspective, the previous this is this is shocking to me. Just for perspective, the previous highest increase was back in 1968 when murders rose by 12.7%. 1472 victims under 18 in 2020, there were 829 in 2019. 137 infants 376 under 5, 491 under 9, and 606 under the age of 13. Did you read about the kid in Minneapolis in bed, got grazed I, by a bullet I, I, because I, the gangsters were outside firing at each other? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Kids sleeping in bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the attorney general has the gall to say vote yes. I don't trust him. Nobody should. How can your how can your state's lead attorney be in favor of what has yet to even be imagined as a Department of Public Safety? And you know what these do-gooders want though? What he hides behind is, well, this will start a conversation We're having- on, on how, how we can keep safe. You know how I can keep safe? By putting gangsters in jail so they don't shoot don't- me. We're talking about a guy that would be happy and has been happy to shut down mom and pop businesses because they uh, avoided or didn't follow COVID protocol Mm -hmm. back when COVID wasn't as bad as the Delta variant is right now. Mm -hmm. How come we're not doing the exact same thing we were doing last summer when the Delta variant is so much worse? What the hell is going on here? We just sold out the Viking Stadium. Which what the I, hell's I, going I, on I, here? Well, I happen to think we should. I, we have to just lead life. We have to lead our lives. We have to just And go. it's this entire notion that they think, well, if we do this and that, it will go away. It's, COVID's never going away. It's here forever. And right. there's too many people that can't understand that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that we can't take measures to be safe. I get that, but... 
This idea that it's just going to magically go away is is nonsense. But this attorney general is shifty belong, oh, yeah. beyond belief, in my opinion. How about that? You, you were mentioning the, the mom and pop shops. We mentioned the gal at the coffee shop. Was it in Brainerd, Joe? The Something Waffle House like coffee that. shop? Yeah. And her fines are close to $150,000. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? You've got, you've got more homicides. We're at a record pace. That's your problem, Keith. Not That's, some woman that runs a coffee shop in Brainerd. He just can't let it go. Little no. Napoleon can't let it go. Do you think that this is a way for them to increase uh, or f- another source of revenue? Is that the... Is that the? No, it can't be because it's selective. It's not everybody. Traditionally, the role of an attorney general is to protect the consumer interests of yes. his state. Thank you. And, yes. And, and uh, Heath changed that paradigm... When he involved himself in the Chauvin trial, yep, took over. I mean, basically, what they're trying to, what they should be doing, is to make sure Campbell's tomato soup has the right ingredients in it. You know, yep. I'm, I'm being facetious, but they're to protect the consumer from fraud and and what have you. And uh, he doesn't seem to have been doing much of that uh, when he announced that he was going to take a significant role in the Chauvin prosecution. Uh, Last week, it was uh, egg farmers, this big egg uh, outfit. I don't know where it is. Southern Minnesota, probably. Worthington? Uh, uh, Where their prices went up during COVID like everybody else's prices did, supply and demand, right? Mm -hmm. So he's taking them to the woodshed now, just Mm -hmm. singling out random outfits and shutting them down. He's not protecting us at all. Makes me want some comfort food. What are you thinking? Meatloaf, mm. soup, huh? Although soup is pretty much cold weather. Grunhofer's old fashioned meat. Smoked salmon. Smoked warning salmon. is issued. Oh, you are issuing a warning? I am making a run this week. We're going to be doing some grilling over the weekend out of town, so I am going to make a grunt run at some point this week. Well, Your the original location issued. is north of Hugo on Highway 61, and the, and the new location is in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just to hop, skip, and a jump east of 35E, and you're going after the original town ball in Minnesota meatloaf. Uh, football season is here. There's more than 139 flavors of brats for tailgating. And as I say, soup season is approaching, and Grunhofer's has a wide selection of the best soup meats available. I'm seeing a big hock. Is that what they're called? Hocks? Sure. Like a big bone in the mm. pot, and it just smells great and fills the kitchen with that great smell of, of cooking soup. Uh, everything you want is available at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, either in Hugo or Forest Lake. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with a couple of questions for you. Are you noticing a decrease in the following? Maybe strength, endurance, enjoyment of life, libido, or maybe it's just a lack of energy. Are you tired of feeling exhausted even after you eat dinner? I've got an answer for you. You need to call my friends at Everest Men's Health. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every single area important to a man's overall health. And that allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It does not matter where you fall 
fall on the spectrum of men's health, the time is right now to come into Everest Men's Health and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. The great thing about Everest is their medical specialists look at the entire picture and they figure out what is causing these changes to you. They start with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and overall body composition. And once they identify the deficiencies, such as low T or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, and exercise prescription and nutritional guidance. Trust me, Everest is fantastic, and they provide a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. They specialize in men's health, and they can be your doctor for all your health needs, and they will refer you to a specialist if needed. It's a wonderful environment and fantastic people. Go online right now to EverestMensHealth.com, and you can call today to schedule your $50 testosterone test at any one of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in Egan. And please let them know that you heard about them on the Garage Logic Podcast. This ain't working. Try it now, bro. You mean this bumper music? Oh, this isn't working. Huh. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. So, DKMags.com, they can sell you a Benelli semi-automatic 12-gauge for three and a half shells. They can, well, hell, they can also sell you those shells. But they can't make you an ace shot. If you miss that wood duck, that is on you, pal. They can get you a case, either soft side, hard shell, get you set up with clay pigeons, even direct you to the nearest gun range. But practice, again, up to you. If you don't have the deep pockets for a Benelli, how about, oh, I don't know, a Remington 870 Express. Great gun, affordable. Or if you're a collector, maybe an old Model 12. Yeah, whatever it might be. DK Mags, they specialize in firearms of all types, all calibers, from sport to hunting to home and personal protection, both new and used. They also have all the firearm extras and accoutrement to set you up. You'll find the brick-and-mortar store on Old 8 in New Brighton or stop into their other location, Monticello Pawn and Gun, Highway 25, south of 94 in Monticello. DKMags.com. Uh, Steve Wicksterman, Forest Lake, writes the following. Let's see if we can go along here. We're going to be given a test. Okay. All right. Uh, each fall about this time, I start thinking about my furnace on for the season. Date. This being the date each fall when the heat gets officially turned on and left on until no longer needed next spring. As a last dropper, I like to squeeze all I can out of the fall weather before I reluctantly turn on the furnace for the official start of the heating season. This occasionally caused some friction with my lovely wife of 47 years, but so far I haven't been served with divorce papers. Kids I used to have are all living on their own and have fun telling stories about my behavior. Does the county, Gumption County, provide best practice guidelines to its residents on this important topic, hoping for a simple decision guide that looks something like this. Are you the sole decision maker? Yes. Yes. You may proceed. Then he goes, no, no, stop. You are not. (laughs) Okay. Inside thermometer consistently reads 60 degrees or less during daylight hours. I'd have to say no. No. Same. All occupants need to wear long underwear or gloves inside the house. No. Hell no. The baby's lips are slightly blue. No. (laughs) The dog or cat won't sleep anywhere but in your bed. That's a no no for me. 
Uh, unfortunately, that's a yes for me. Other oh, occupants boy. refuse to live at the house until the furnace gets turned on. No. If you answered yes to more than two of the above questions, initiate furnace on for the season. Okay. Mine's not, doesn't it just come on when it needs to? <laughs> huh? Hey, gas or electric? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you monitor the... Well, you don't go down there and throw some big switch. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding? Have you never t- turned on your thermostat? No, I think you just go to the thermostat and press the red button, which is heat, instead of the blue button, which is air conditioning. All right, that's a pass, Reavers. That's a pass. All right. That's that's all he needs to know. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's a pass. And hire a professional. Do not work on that HVAC stuff yourself. No, I don't. Serge. I have a guy. He's, yep. he's picturing like going down there and shoveling coal right. in there. Yeah, like a Christmas story where he's down there wrestling with that yes. old thing. And he's all billowing out. Joe, can you give my guys a shout out at Wheeler Electrics Inc.? I own an electrical contracting business and frequently listen to your show around my employees and was surprised when they started quoting the show since all of the guys are 18 to 25 nice. years old. There is still hope out there pushing back from the lakes area. Well, Hi, guys. wait a minute, Suits. No, no, no. If they're listeners, they know. We don't do shout-outs. Yeah, we so don't, we don't what, do that on here. What's no. his name? Wheeler uh, Electric? Wheeler Electrics? No, we don't do that. Bunch of employees the, listening? Sorry, guys. Yeah, we, we don't we do shout-outs. Do this guy's name is Cass Wheeler. No, we don't. Yeah, uh, Cass. Do sorry, Cass. Speaking of that, I ran into about five different guys at the Gopher game on Saturday that all listened, three of which could not possibly... Three of whom? People are homes. Sorry. Three of whom were no, they couldn't have been older than 25. Really? It was pretty cool. Good. Yeah. Good. When when you're at mass and uh, the father (laughs) evidently, accidentally, you know, says three of which or manure or. uh, You correct um, him. Yeah. Waterfall (laughs) instead of foul. Yeah. Do you call that to his attention right then and there, or do you just kind of whisper it when you're shaking his hand on the way out the door? No, I stand up and say, hey, 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 that's home. <laughs> then I sit back down. Yeah. Yeah. As you were. That's, that's right. Continue, please. <laughs> Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. Caught up on the most recent week's episodes while sharpening some more blades and putting reclaimed plugs on some old drop cords. It is obvious that anyone that does not save these items has an incomplete understanding of being a last dropper or the need to always make sure there is something to do in the garage. I have been known to cut off a perfectly good end just to put on a new one because my beer isn't empty. There is an inning left in the game, or I'm just not quite ready to be told what to do next inside the house. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to Coffee Monska. In light of her desire to steer clear of actual politics, it seems a position could be created for her. I know a fake mayor that could easily create a fake deputy mayor position where she could be heard on a weekly basis demonstrating and discussing how she is actively pushing back against the failed academy, among other topics she so eloquently addressed. We have barely scratched the surface of what she could bring to a town like Garage Logic and its efforts to engage in common sense discussion. She is a voice that needs to be heard. If she were running for actual office, I would forbid you from ever speaking with her again. We can't risk losing her in an election. Thank you for seeking her out. Chuck in Alabama. All right. She's, she was great. Um, Chuck brought up something that uh, brought something to mind with me, and I might be in the process of breaking 
a garage logic rule. Oh. I don't know if you should rule on it or if the citizens of Gumption County should rule on it. I'm going to toss it out there. Uh, this morning when I was over at the NAC, uh, a, a local ex-butcher came in, and he's been processing uh, deer for quite a while on his own, and he is uh, known to put a, quite the fine edge on a knife. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, would you be interested in uh, sharpening up a couple of uh, knives for me uh, prior to deer hunting this, this fall? And uh, I'm actually a tad bit ashamed because... I have everything it takes to put an edge on, but I'm just not good at it. What say ye? Do I buckle down? Do I spend the hours and hours and hours of practice trying to get a perfect edge that lasts a long time? Or do I just cave into my guy, bring him about a half a dozen big knives, and let him put a professional edge on it? What do I do? Well, what's he doing that you can't do? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I've read and I've studied, and my son has a contraption that makes his knives perfect all the time. I'm still using an old whetstone and then the steel rod, and uh, my edge doesn't last more than 10 minutes. My, there is an art to it, Kenny. My, my grandpa used to do yes. all sorts yes, of, whether it was uh, uh, lawnmower blades, whatever. People would pay him to do it because that's how good he was at it. And uh, I'm at the point now, Joe, where I have one of these handheld sharpeners and you hold your knife on the counter with the blade up and you run the sharpener over it and it gives you an edge for, you know, five, ten minutes and then you have to resharpen it. Well, my ruling would be that yeah. you'd be foolish not to take advantage of the knowledge of a fellow GLer. I think what I need to do is make myself a pest and have him do it and then stand there <laughs> and, and watch, watch him yeah. Yeah. And, and learn. Well, I think you've solved the dilemma. I think it, uh, this is a fellow uh, traveler at the NAC Hardware and Lounge. I think he'd be more than glad to tutor you. I don't know. It's just the, the amount of shame I feel about this. I know, there's shame like involved. There's shame. Lifting up my skirt and showing you uh, my ovaries. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You go to the box and you feel shame and then you get free. Right. Say, uh, Red Savoy has now adult mac and cheese. Yes, sir. It's absolutely fantastic. We've had it here at the old podcast home. Uh, this is not the orange stuff that was neon and blinded you when you looked at it and got stuck in the pan and the whole problem. This is the real deal. Cooked like a hot dish. Uh, chicken, bacon, mac, and the regular mac and cheese with Parmesan, mozzarella, and cheddar and just the right amount of Alfredo sauce to send you into a coma, a comfort food coma uh you guys glers you can download red savoy app or visit savoypizza.com and with those pizzas you're getting a pull tab in each box and you can win stuff you can win free pizza pasta wings salads pop as well as money off your next purchase the grand prize free pizza for a year mm -hmm. and uh, like all establishments they appreciate you coming in to get the products because they're uh they're short of employees, too. I mean, they need people just like Spencer needs people. and Fratelloni. Fratelloni needs people. And Tim Bloom at EcoFund needs people. There's there's jobs awaiting out there. Red Savoy is a great locally owned 16 franchises. And now with that adult mac and cheese. Only. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. no. Only. Be careful. <laughs> Only. Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. We learned that in 1894, on this day, 
Theodore Ham held an open house at his St. Paul brewery, which he had owned since 1865 and which would be incorporated in 1896. Ham's beer has long been a popular Minnesota product, advertised by the slogan from the land of sky blue waters and the Ham's bear. It was on this. Yes, Kenny. I said neat. Cool. On this day. By the way, that's the coolest tagline ever. The, the theme. From the land of sky blue waters. Oh, it's waters. a great. Yeah, yeah. From the land of sky blue waters. Waters. Comes a beer refreshing. Were they the ones that. Ham's the beer refreshing. Were they the ones that were. The uh, what would be the word? Beer. Institutional in getting the twins here? Was it Ham's? I believe they probably had a role. Yeah. Okay. Maybe an early advertising sponsor. Yeah. On this day. Today. That's right. 1996, a statue of F. Scott Fitzgerald author of the novel The Great Gatsby, is unveiled in Rice Park, St. Paul. That was sculpted by Michael Price, a Miriam Park resident and teacher at Hamlin. The statue was dedicated during centennial celebration of Fitzgerald's birthday, which was September 24, 1896, and unveiled by his granddaughter, Eleanor Lanahan. This event was part of the Literature Festival organized by Garrison Keeler, which uh, brought together aspiring writers and professional authors to talk about their craft. And uh, one time I was going to a wild game, and I was approached by two youth hmm. who said, give me your wild tickets. And I said, okay, but you have to tell me who that is, because I was standing right next to the F. Scott Fitzgerald statue in Rice Park. Yeah. I said, tell me who that is, and I'm giving you these two tickets. Well, they just walked away. They didn't. They didn't even try to guess? They didn't even try to guess. Boy, that's a hell of a deterrent to crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll give you this wallet, <laughs> but who is Ulysses S. Grant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think they—I think it was Edmonton. And I said, also, I'll give you the tickets if you can tell me where Edmonton is. No, come on! I swear to God, and they couldn't. Wow, these weren't offspring of yours, I hope. No, no. no. Okay, good. Well, I think what I did is I got them so confused they, you know, forgot to assault me. Ah, you threw him off the track. They just got so discombobulated. Okay, okay. okay. You just admitted something that I have thought of for years. It would be too much of a pain in the ass dealing with you to rob you, so they just give up in the middle of it, in the the middle of the robbery. And and they start to walk away and say, wait a minute, I'm not done. This is not worth it. (laughs) Let's just go find the next sap. i got some more questions for you. Come back here. (laughs) He gives him a quiz. Yeah. (laughs) Got to try whatever you can. Do you guys have a plan, by the way? What plan? You know, if, if you're approached? I don't have a plan. No. You don't? No. You should. Well, he already has a plan with the car, right? Is You're not driving an automatic, are you? No, that I'm little, just to uh, say, get in. Get in. Yeah, give her a go. I'll be Let's getting see, in get in 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my, my bit is, it's, can I at least just have my garage door opener? Because you don't, you don't really need that, yeah. and they're a pain to replace. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Thank you, GLers. Mm. Yes. Hey, speaking uh, of theatrics, please do us a favor and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel and join the thousands of GLers that have done so already. And uh, we're posting daily videos and really cool social media uh, videos for you to consume. So just hit that subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube channel. Also, download that PodMN app where you get updated instantly when the garage logic episode is published and you have the chance to win daily prizes just by listening to us via the pod m n app we'll catch you tomorrow
Bruh. <laughs>